2: But We started the show talking about Anthony Volpe and the Yankees, 877 337 66 We'll get into you know, the Mets here, where they make their decision, and it should come as no surprise, sending Brett Beatty down, sending Ronnie Mauricio down. I mean, you know, with well, a veteran team like the Mets, you can, and Fleeks and I have been doing this for months, predicting their roster, you know what it's going to be. If there were no injuries with Darren Roth, he was going to be on the big club. and you know, he and be that right-handed DH. It was either going to be him or Vientos and well, at least it, it felt like that was gonna be the case, to to take that spot. And if Ruff were hurt, it'd be Vientos. If not uh, if not, it's gonna be Darren Ruff and Daniel Vogelback getting an opportunity. Now, the question to me becomes and Fleeks, by the way, you could correct me if, if I'm wrong on this one. Did they officially decide it's rough over LaCastro, or that's the final decision that they have to make as far as the position players go? No, that's the final decision. That right. I don't know. Did you see what Epler said Saturday and then Buck said Sunday? No, what? They conflicted? So a little – well, in my mind, yes. So on Saturday when Epler was talking about sending down Beatty and Vientos, he was right. asked point blank, uh, does this mean Darren Ruff made the roster? And he said – You know, we're not going to make that uh, commit to that. We'll be able to decide and make an announcement at 11.59 a.m. Thursday. And then on Sunday, Buck was asked about Ruff's uh, wrist injury, and he said, uh, you know, the wrist is fine. He had the injection earlier in camp. He's been much better. He hasn't been on the report in a while, so no concerns about the wrist. Okay, so I will just tell you that there – I don't want to say that there are concerns, but that the health of Ruff – is basically day-to-day. So that's probably what they're waiting on. Now, I am surprised in that event that if Ruff is not healthy, let's say, it wasn't Vientos as opposed to, you know, LoCastro potentially. I guess that's what they're waiting for, just to make sure that Ruff is 100% healthy and ready to go. And if he's not, they're going to go with LoCastro as opposed to Vientos, which to me is... I'm just a little surprised because then you 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 figure out Ruff or Vientos could do the same things Ruff could do. It was basically back up first base for Alonzo, be that right into bat. Anyway, it's really insignificant in the short term. My big question is how long of a leash does Vogelback and Ruff get? Vogelback had a bad spring. Ruff is rough. The the combination of the two wasn't good enough last year. How long of a leash do those guys get? before either Beatty or Vientos come up because, remember, you could sit there and say, well, Beatty at third base, yeah, you know, and the Mets already have Escobar. Yeah, but Escobar could play DH. I mean, they could use DH as a spot where they can move guys around, you know, get McNeil a day of rest and have, um, you know, have him DH if you would like, and, oh, I guess you are not going to put Escobar at second base at this point. It's either third base or, or DH for him. But, I mean, look, hell, he wanted to play outfield in uh, WBC, why not move him around a little bit? But whatever, use that DH spot as a spot where you could give guys a rest. Whether you want Beatty to do it, whether you want Escobar to do it, but if you want to have those two guys in the lineup at the same time, you can conceivably do that. And Escobar at DH is, to me, better than Ruff and Vogelback if Beatty is the everyday third baseman. So, that is a spot where you can see change coming sooner than later. It's just a matter of how long is the leash. It's going to be like it was last year where the Mets gave that job to Cano. Then they gave the opportunity to J.D. Davis and Dom Smith. I mean, this year it's going to be the opportunity given to likely Ruff and Vogel back to start. How long of a leash is it going to be? Because that, I think, will expedite Beatty or Vientos, either one of those guys depending on how they, you know, are they looking strictly just the age? Are they looking right-handed bat? Or are they looking, okay, we're ready to bring Beatty up now. He's earned it. His game is complete. No more holes. He's going to be up here to stay. Those are the the decisions that the Mets are going to have to make here. But probably not until I would think at least a month into the season. But it's not a big deal. I mean, I know we want to see Beatty right now as fans. Everybody wants to see. We, We talk about with Volpe. Everybody wants to see the young players. But it's not imperative that that is the case, especially right out of the gate. April and especially now in Major League Baseball, where things are different, things are different nowadays. Guys don't play every day anymore. Regular season doesn't mean as much. I mean, the first month of April is it's kind of like the two week, the first two weeks of the NFL with the expansion of the games in the NA, in the NFL and the lack of um, you know, preseason. And it's like those first couple of games you get in a feel for what the teams are going to be, really the first four weeks of the season before you start finding out what kind of team you have. And with baseball, obviously baseball is a much longer season, and in the NFL, even though the games, it may take a little while to, for the team to take shape, they mean a lot more. But in baseball, the regular season has been you know, de- devalued to a certain extent. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Jerry is calling from Somerville, New Jersey. What's up, Jerry?
3: Hey, thanks for having me on. Just to talk
2: thanks about for calling. And,
3: uh, you know, I think there's mixed feelings going into the season, some people more positive than others. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about the team is that now with the Grom gone, I don't even know who the face of his team is and there's so many players, so many hitters especially, who are right on the brink of being in that superstar level. Four or five guys but who just aren't the superstar. Like you look at the Phillies, you've got Harper, you've got Turner, and you know no matter what, those guys are going to hit. Without the Mets having that guy, I feel like, it's, I don't know, if I look man-to-man, Mets versus Phillies, they're so even, and they're going to have those guys at the end of the season. And I What's to say they're not going to collapse again?
2: I actually don't think they're even. Two, two things. Number one, the Mets didn't really collapse last year. They won 101 games. So it's not like they collapsed. They tied the Braves, ended up losing the division on a tiebreaker. I, I know what you're saying, but I hate when people refer to it, and they did all last year, as a collapse. Number two, I agree with you. As a matter of fact, I think the Phillies are better. I mean, you look at the Phillies' lineup on paper, it's significantly better than the Mets. But the Mets are built, were supposed to be built, in the starting rotation and the bullpen. And with losing Edwin Diaz for the year, the Mets take a hit there. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat that. They take a major hit because that was an advantage that they had over both Atlanta and Philadelphia was Edwin Diaz. And now he's gone. Yeah,
3: you know, I I just think that you've taken Scherzer and then doubled it. And now it's going to be end of September, just like last year. And I know Baxter, you know, wasn't the same as last year and we got rid of him. Hopefully Senga could be good at the end of the year. But – I don't have that faith that it's going to be end of September in a tight race with Philly in Atlanta, and we're going to come out on top. It's just uh I don't I don't have the good feelings going into this season.
2: Well, I mean, uh, I, I, I get. I, thank you for the call, Jerry. Appreciate you checking in. I I can't say that I blame you, although it is hard to take off of a year where they won 101 games and made the postseason. But there is something. I don't know if it's my Met fandom DNA. I don't know if it's Diaz going down. I don't know if it's just the lineup being, or well, not the lineup, but the team in general feeling older and not getting that missing piece. You know, it, we thought they had Correa, which they did for a moment, but apparently they didn't, and that was the missing piece or the final piece, if you will. You look at their lineup now without him; it's not very good. Top to bottom, it's okay. But when you look at it in comparison to the Phillies, I don't think it holds. Or even Atlanta. Those teams could mash. So where were you looking at the difference with the Mets versus those teams? Okay, the Mets have the best manager by far. We give them that. And you look at the rotation with Scherzer and Verlander. I mean, Kodai Senga is an unknown. The Mets have great depth in that rotation, already being tested with Quintana being out. So I still give the Mets the nod in the rotation, but the bullpen, I don't. I mean, you look at the names that are going to be in the bullpen to start on opening day. It's not great. Robertson, Ottavino, Rayleigh, and I guess Drew Smith. I mean, and really of those four, three of them you should trust with Rayleigh, Ottavino, and Robertson. One of them we don't know because we haven't seen him do it in New York is Raley. The other in Ottavino, I think far overachieved last year. I hope he could do what he did a year ago. I don't know if it's necessarily possible. The Mets losing Edwin Diaz. And you can paint this picture any which way you like. You can argue and say, hey, he only pitched 62 innings last year. 62 innings, it's not that impactful. Or say they'll find somebody else to get 30, 40 saves, whatever it is. Guys will get outs in the bullpen. Sure. However, the importance of Edwin Diaz, the, the idea that you know going in, if you're behind in the late innings, you know, obviously Buck would use him in a certain spot in the eighth if need be, if you're behind in the late innings in a key spot with your big guns coming up, Edwin Diaz is going to come in and mow you down. I mean, that's what happened last year. He was a huge weapon for the Mets, a huge weapon and a difference maker because the other teams didn't have that. So while you can minimize or, or, you know, diminish the idea of, well, he's only a closer, 62 innings, even as great as he was, it's not that significant an impact. Yeah, technically you could say that. But in reality, oh, no, no, no. In reality, the loss of Diaz will be far more significant, far more impactful than just the 62 innings on paper. He was the main weapon that gave the Mets the edge in the bullpen over both the Phillies and Braves. But you don't want to go in the year looking at it in a negative aspect. I mean, the Mets still are a very good team and at the very least on par with the Phillies and Braves. If you know, it's a big if we, we know, you know, a lot of times the Mets specifically because the Yankees have always been built like a real team or maybe not always, but the majority of times, especially in the last, you know, 20, 30 years, the Yankees have always been built like a legitimate World Series contender. The Mets have not. So a lot of times it wasn't just, oh, well, if these guys do their job, I mean, if John Mayberry Jr. And, you know, Eric Campbell do their job, the Mets are still going to finish in last. So they didn't used to have the horses. Now they have the guys in that lineup to where you can say, well, if Verlander and Scherzer stay healthy and do what's expected of them, if Kodai Senga reaches his expectations, if Alonzo Lindor and Marte stay healthy, If Robertson and Adovino do what their track record says they'll do. I mean, then the Mets are going to be fine. But those are a lot of ifs amongst, you know, other stuff as well. The Mets come into the year missing a bat. Whether it is an outfielder, you know, Mark has been talking about trying to add power, which I think would help tremendously because that's what the Mets are lacking, power. And those are the two spots you look at. it. If I ask you where the Mets lacking in the lineup, you would say left field and you would say DH. I mean, those are two clear-cut spots where they're lacking in the lineup. And third base was an issue last year until September with Escobar. And I think they'll be fine this year because I feel like Escobar will have a a nice bounce-back year. And he showed he could be an impact bat, a difference-making bat at times. And if not, they got Beatty right behind him. Catcher should be improved with Narvaez over McCann. But the two weak spots in their lineup, and when you're talking about comparing their lineup to the loaded Phillies and the loaded Braves, the two weak spots are left field and DH. And they need more power there. Now, will Alvarez eventually take one of those spots? Will Beatty push Escobar... To the DH spot and play third? You know, is Beatty gonna be that bat? However you want to put him in the lineup, is Beatty gonna be that bat? And will Mark Canna do enough as far as the power goes in left field? Or is Canna gonna be better served as a fourth outfielder and you know the Mets get a more regular bat? That can provide some power and then move everybody down. I mean, imagine if Canna was the first guy off the bench as a fourth outfielder as opposed to Tommy Pham. By the way, I like Tommy Pham. I'm just saying that, you know, the Mets could be deeper. Those are the spots, though. I worry about their DH spot going in. And honestly, unlike the Yankees, even though we're concerned about the Yankees starting rotation, it's kind of just a foregone conclusion that however it works out, for the Yankees in that rotation, that they're going to make the postseason. With the Mets, we haven't seen it yet. We've seen, and I know we all like to get ahead of ourselves, especially in New York, but we haven't seen the Mets win with any kind of consistency. They still have to prove themselves, whether it is Cohen as an owner, although, you know, obviously he's done everything to show that he's going to be the best owner in the sport. I mean, he continues to provide resources unlike no other, which is all you could ask for. Anything the team needs, he doesn't. But still, they're unproven. This is still new. Billy Epler, Buck. I mean, these guys still, you know, Buck, we know what he is as a manager, but Buck's got to prove he can win in the postseason with this group. He's never taken over a team before with World Series or bust expectations. And last year may not have been that high, but they had high expectations. And now they're even higher this year, coming off of the pretty successful 2022 season. But we can't just pencil the Mets in the way that we can the Yankees for a postseason spot. Because this group has to still prove themselves. One year can be a fluke. I mean, we've seen it in, in the history of the Mets franchise. Only making the postseason in back-to-back years twice. Think about that. I mean, isn't that remarkable? 99 and 2000 and then 2015 and 2016. Two times in their history. Did they make the postseason in consecutive years? So they're looking to make some history this year. By accomplishing that for the third time in franchise history. So until we get to a point, that's not going to, you know, and I know players are going to change with the age of Verlander and Scherzer over the next couple of years, but the franchise should remain the same as far as having Steve Cohen as the owner and Billy Epler, who I like as the general manager, you know, maybe Buck, uh, you know, is not here for the next you know, ten years or so. I don't know how long Buck's got, but some things will change, but the expectations will not. They will be raised now for the Mets, but can they live up to it? I mean, we're, this is not something we're going to learn in just a year or two. They've got to make the postseason two years in a row, three years in a row, four out of five years. I mean, you're allowed a bad year in there, but. This is where now we're at with this Mets team. No more windows. No more, oh, this is their window. No, much like the Yankees, you know, they're, they're windows every year. Or that should be the expectation. Unlike the Yankees, the Mets haven't proven that they could get to the postseason every year.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,